Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. What is man's largest fault? I'm sure we can think of a lot of them. What's the largest fault? What is the source of his injustices? How is it we witness the decay of businesses, nations, and even civilizations long before their time? And finally, what is the single most dangerous thing you can do in working and managing a group? The answer is a simple one. Right now, listening to this episode, you can make an adjustment in your life and the way you conduct your business that will put you on the path to prosperity and happiness. This is a life changer. The answer points in the direction of one of the things we most emphasize in the Hubbard Management System, but strangely enough, we haven't emphasized it that much in the BusinessWise episodes that we have done so far, and uh, I think it deserves a little bit more attention, and we're going we're gonna to do that today. It's an answer we have a surprisingly difficult time getting the members to fully implement, even when they implement some part of it. The purpose of this episode is to make this point once and for all. The article we are covering is, of course, from Mr. L. Ron Hubbard and is dated 7 July 1970. And here is what he says. And I quote, My actual experience in working and managing in many activities, I can state flatly that the most dangerous worker-manager thing to do is to work or manage from something else than statistics, end quote. So, yeah, we're talking about statistics, something that some of you keep some, very few of you keep enough of, and some do. I don't want to in one swoop invalidate everybody who's keeping statistics, but in most cases, you are not keeping enough statistics. You're not measuring enough of the subproducts and uh, activity of your organization. And uh, what's more is they're not always graphed properly on a two-dimensional line graph. Don't see enough of that. Sometimes you'll look at a graph and uh, the business is in trouble. You're looking at the statistical graph and you say, wow, I'm surprised you're having any trouble. We have a steep affluence here on this graph. And then you look more closely and notice that the graph hasn't been actually updated for about three months. You know, the guy will go, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, we were keeping it, and then the stats started going down, and we stopped graphing. You know, it's, it's interesting, the different things you'll see. Sometimes the statistics are kept monthly instead of weekly, which is not really an adequate measure of what's going on. You're looking at your statistics 12 times a year instead of 52. That's, that's a pretty dramatic difference. Furthermore, months are not all the same. They're not all the same length. They don't have the same number of Mondays or Tuesdays or Sundays or what have you. So you're, you're not really using a time measurement that is consistent like a week is. So there's many, many errors that can be made with statistics. But one of the chief ones is even when they're being kept, even when they're being graphed, they are not being used. All right. So anyway, this episode should hopefully take care of that. Because listen to what he says here. He says, interpersonal relations with many strata of many societies in many lands with many activities, demonstrates plainly that man's largest and most unjust fault consists wholly of acting on opinion. Okay, so 
we have these two things. We have statistics and we have opinion. And Mr. Trevor is saying, scrap opinion, go only on statistics. So let's make sure we know these terms. So in an article dated 30 January 1966, Mr. Hubbard defines a statistic as the relative rise or fall of a quantity compared to an earlier moment in time. If a section moved 10 tons last week and 12 tons this week, the statistic is rising. If a section moved 10 tons last week and only 8 tons this week, the statistic is falling. Pretty simple. Pretty understandable. It's just a quantity of things compared to an earlier quantity of things. Yeah, that's important. Uh, I, I saw a member turn in a statistic, quote-unquote a statistic, the other day. Uh, he wanted me to review it. There was only one figure on the graph. That's not a statistic. There needs to be at least two because it has to show a relative rise or fall of a quantity. I mean, I guess you could call it a statistic, but not for our purposes, right? He defines it again, 16 December 65, a number or amount compared to an earlier number or amount of the same thing. Statistics refer to the quantity of work done or the value of it in money. There's another definition, okay? So that's a statistic. Well, what's an opinion? Well, you can look it up in a regular English dictionary, actually. It's, a, it's simply an attitude, concept, or belief one has towards or about something based upon current knowledge or experience a potentially subject to change with increasing knowledge or experience in that area. So an opinion is not fixed. It can fluctuate. It can change over time based on more experience and more knowledge. It's an attitude. It's a concept. It's a belief. Now, look at Mr. Hubbard's definition. He says, uh, this is from an article, 26 April 1970. He says, thoughts are infinitely divisible into classes of thought. In other words, in thought, there are certain wide differences, which are very different indeed. A fact is something that can be proven to exist by visible evidence. An opinion is something which may or may not be based on any facts. So there's a very sharp distinction between an opinion, which could change and is not necessarily based on any facts, could be based on some facts, would change with more facts, and then you got a fact. A fact is something that can be proven to exist by visible evidence. Now, your statistics have to measure facts. You can have false statistics. We'll go into that more later. But if you have accurate statistics, this is factual data. And based upon that, you can make management decisions. You can take action that will be just and fair and productive. But if you work on any opinion and you know you take a look at it, I, I invite you to do a little drill. Just review some of your decisions, like for the last seven days, just note them all down. What decisions did you make? Write them in a list. And beside each one, Right. Was it based on opinion or statistics? And you just look them all over and just make it just a, as a sort of a test of your to evaluate your own uh, skill with this. You know, look at all your decisions and see if they're based on statistics or if they're based on opinion. So uh, Mr. Harper goes on to say in this article, again, 7 July 1970, he says, opinions can be as varied as the weather in Washington, all on the same subject. When one says, quote, opinion, end quote, one is dealing with that morass of false reports and prejudices which make up the chaos of current social orders. You want to talk about chaos? Take a look at what's going on in the world today and ask yourself, how many of the decisions being made by those who are in positions to make important decisions for the future of 
their company and for the future of their country and then for the future of the world? How many of these are actually based on statistics and how many are based on opinion? And if you take a look at that, you'll get a very good idea why we are in kind of trouble right now. As a society, we've got some issues. You know, right now there's rising inflation, there's rising crime, there's threat of war, there's all these things. These are not up statistics. So decisions have to be made on the basis of statistics and eliminate opinion. All right. So then he says, this is important. He says, some seek an answer in status. If one has status, one is safe, is about as frail as a house of cards. Ask some recently deposed dictator or yesterday's idol what his status was worth, yet many work exclusively for status. In Spain, it is enough to have an executive degree. One doesn't have to do any executiving. Work at it? Caramba. No. And then he goes on to say, in capitalisms, it is enough to be an heir, and in communisms, it is only necessary to be the son of a commissar. Work? Yet. Now listen to this. He says, revolts are protests against idle status. Where are the kings of yesteryear? So you see a revolt, you see people that have had enough. You know what they have had enough of? They've had enough of management by opinion. They've had enough of statistics being ignored. They've had enough of people assuming a status that they haven't really earned. And so they've had enough. And so they revolt. What do we want? Justice! What do we want? What do we want? Justice! What do we want? All right, now, you can have that kind of revolt on a large scale in a country. You can have that revolt on a smaller scale in your business. I'll tell you a place where it's really interesting to observe, and that is when there's a succession of a large corporation. You know, one of the interesting things about uh, some of the large companies, most of the large companies actually in the United States, they were built in the lifetime of one man. And they weren't built in, you know, over generations, as you might expect. They were largely built in the lifetime of one individual. Commonly, the, their successor was generally pretty involved with building the company with them, which is their son or their daughter or a family member that sort of takes over the business. But it's kind of like conventional wisdom that the third generation blows it up, destroys the company. <laughs> and you've seen uh, examples of that all around you. You know, where are these big companies? I mean, one that just comes to mind, jumps to mind is IBM. You don't see, you don't see or hear a lot about IBM anymore. What about Kodak? What about Nokia? I mean, these were all over, and you don't see them, don't hear about them particularly anymore. Ever heard of Blockbuster? Want free movies? Blockbuster announces a free rewards membership. Earn free rentals on DVDs, VHS movies, and games. If you inspected the histories of these uh, companies, I guarantee you, I've not made it a particular study of mine, but I, I guarantee you that there was a lack of the use of statistics. Of course, you know how these corporations talk about metrics and they, you know, they measure this and they measure that in the end of the year and, you know, beginning of the year. And the, they, they don't monitor statistics anywhere near precisely enough to really guarantee their success. So, of course, they end up going with opinion. What else are they going to manage on if they don't have statistics? So they make their decisions based to some extent or to a large extent on opinion. And you could say, 
that the survival value of these companies or countries, I've studiously stayed away from describing countries, but you can certainly see it around. Like, what is the statistic of the president of the United States? Can you name it? Can you even name his valuable final product? It would certainly have to have something to do with the prosperity of the country, economic measures, measurements or economic statistics. They'd have to be valid, though. And how about peace? And the avoidance of war or, you know, security of their people or crime rates. These are all valid statistics, but who keeps those? And accurately. And then how do we elect our officials? Do we look at their statistics? Are they published? So, of course, it ends up being opinion-based. And take a look at where we're going. Because listen to what he says here. He says, to riding on the last generation statistics is as fatal as a diet of thin air. So, yeah. Papa was a magnificent business builder or entrepreneur. Therefore, I have the status of being his son or his daughter, and I'm taking over. But you don't work. You're just working on that status. Listen to what he says here. Mr. Robert says, undeserved status is a false statistic. Nothing is more bitterly resented unless it is a statistic earned without status by those who live by status alone. So then Mr. Robert goes on to give us some uh, great historical examples here. He says, William Stiber, the most skilled intelligence chief of the 19th century, who won the Franco-Prussian War for Bismarck, was hated by German officers because he was not a proper officer, but a civilian. When German officers took over German intelligence, they lost two wars in a row, and the cast is very unlamentedly dead. Yeah, we're not going to miss those guys. So long as, quote, character, end quote, can be reviled, so long as, quote, opinion, end quote, is used, so long as governments run on rumors and false reports, the social scene will continue to be a mess. That's from Mr. Hubbard. And of course, so would be your business. If you start running things on opinion, like how often have you seen transfers or people being uh, berated or behind closed doors, conversations about certain employees or certain executives, how they're really, you know, they don't have enough this or they're not enough that or who cares? How do their statistics look? That should be the only discussion, not whether this person is, you know, the right person for the job or. You know, he's, you know, he, he, the staff don't really like him. And, you know, I just don't really think the way that he treats the customers is very appropriate. And what a bunch of garbage, you know, take a look at their statistics. If it really is not survival, if it really is destructive by the very definition of statistics, those statistics will show the scene. You know, how often have we seen a salesperson, for instance, and we don't understand their way of approaching the customer. Sometimes they seem a little too forward. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, how is he or she going to react to that approach? And yet they do just fine. Maybe the person's looking for that kind of approach in that kind of a community. How are you going to tell? By your opinion? By your quote unquote experience? How about looking at their statistics? You know, I don't know. I get uh, every now and again, a member is writing me. I don't know what to do. You know, I have this manager and you know, they're not popular with the staff and this and that. First of all, generally, the staff is one or two people. It's not the whole staff that is that that particular manager is unpopular with. Whenever you hear that sort of, you know, everyone thinks that she's this or that or he's this or that. 
Try to isolate it down. Like, where is this coming from? How many people actually? Inevitably, we find it's one or two people. Those are the ones that should be looked into if their statistics are up. Here we have a manager who's got great statistics. Everybody is like, uh, seems to be getting paid okay, and the company's expanding just fine. And all of a sudden, we have this, I don't know, I don't really know what to do. I kind of have a dilemma because, you know, uh, they're very productive, but they're not very popular. Who cares? It's the statistic that you look at. It's unjust otherwise. Maybe their methods are what's needed in that kind of a circumstance. Not all the circumstances are the same, you know? I remember I organized a conference one time for the building industry, tradesmen, you know, uh, general contractors, carpenters, electricians, plumbers. I I figured we did so many sort of white-collar type conferences uh where i I thought why don't we just do one for this particular industry we called it the builders bash some of you may remember that if you attended it was actually very popular we did two or three years in a row anyway i would sit in the front row having just introduced the speaker and listen to the speaker say things that i was like oh my god i can't believe that came out of their mouth turn around and observe the audience and they are rapt attention it's a different group it's a different ethnic and the way things are said in a business conference for tradespeople and builders is going to be different than a conference for a bunch of doctors or lawyers. Recognize that you have different cultures within your own business, you know, within businesses and within different communities. And how are you going to use your opinion there, buddy? You know, I don't really like their approach. Who cares? Look at the statistic. Now, You can only do this if you're keeping statistics and if the statistics are clean and accurate. He goes on to say this. In a chaos, it is necessary to set up one point or terminal which is stable before one can really decide anything, much less get anything done. So here we have a chaotic circumstance in the business or even in a society, right? He says a statistic is such a stable point. One can proceed from it and use it to the degree that it is a correct statistic. So here he qualifies. The statistic has to measure correctly the productivity of that person. I had a doctor one time give the receptionist the statistic of patient visits. How is that the receptionist statistic? That's his statistic. So he could work his guts out, have a terrible receptionist, and keep her stats up for her. or. She could be a wonderful receptionist. He's doing a you know a terrible job of promoting or marketing or doing sales or what have you. And so her st- the, you know the patient visit is going down. Now we decide that she's no good, but it's a wrong statistic for her. You follow? It would be something like uh, com- you know communications correctly received or easily received and correctly routed. Something along those lines. It would be some sort of statistic that measures that they can recognize the various different communication lines coming into the organization and route them and accept them easily and route them correctly. That now you can have a statistic that if it can measure that, that measures the statistic of a receptionist, and that can be going up or it can be going down. And now you can make your decisions based on that, but not on opinion and not on a rumor that she's no good because of the way she dresses and she's too flirtatious or some such opinion. All right. So he says, um, a statistic is such a stable point. One can proceed from it and use it to the degree that it is a correct statistic. One can detect then when things start to go wrong well before they crash. Here's the other thing, too, is you can, there's no need for any crashes. If you're keeping statistics, you start to watch that statistic tip over or, an, or, or a sub-statistic start to tip over. Now you can predict that you're going to have problems. All right, we went into this in some earlier episodes. I'm not going to go into it in a lot of detail right now. But that's the point. With statistics, you can predict. 
He says, using opinion or random rumors or reports, one can go very wrong indeed. In fact, using these without knowing the statistics, one can smash a life or crash a group. Now, Ron Hubbard, how do you like that? How would you like to smash somebody's life because of a rumor, because of an opinion? You know, here you have an employee and they end up even getting fired or they end up demoted unjustly because they're a little bit rogue. You know, they're out there trying new things and doing different things. And, you know, other staff start talking about it like, you know, did you see what he did? You know, do you see what he's doing over there? It's like, who authorized that? And where does he get off thinking he can do that? And he's going to get you in trouble and so on and so on. Well, look at the statistics. And then you can say to the rumor mongers, you get stats like these, I'll start listening to you. You follow? So use your statistics. It makes it way, way easier. You can be just, you can be fair, and you won't perpetrate what Mr. Hubbard refers to as the most dangerous thing you can do in working and managing a group, which is to operate on anything but statistics. And you can avoid man's largest fault, operating on opinion. Instead of looking at statistics, instead of looking at the facts as measured by statistics. All right, I'm hoping against all hope that you, the listener, I'm sure you're probably using some statistics in your life and in your business, but please review it thoroughly. Make sure your statistics are uh, measuring the right things, that they are honest, real statistics. That's the first step that you're measuring your, your outflow as well as your inflow. That's the other thing I see a big emphasis usually on people measuring inflow statistics when we've already many, many times over in earlier episodes emphasized the importance of outflow. So you need to statisize that and you need to graph it. All right, so review your statistics. Make sure you have enough of them. Make sure they're being kept every week. Make sure you're looking at them every week and that you use them in the decision-making that you engage in, all right? Now, for guidance on what decisions to make, depending upon the statistic, I refer you to the many episodes we've uh, covered the conditions of existence. You can look them up. We've covered a full, pretty much all of them. There's a few we still have to cover, but you know we covered power as a very high condition. We covered that in detail. That is reflected in a statistic. Affluence. We've done three or four episodes on affluence. That's reflected in statistics. You won't know you're in affluence unless you can look at statistics. Uh, danger, emergency, these are all different characteristics of statistics. And uh, when you know your conditions and you know your formulas, which you can easily study by listening to the earlier episodes and uh, the many works from Mr. Hubbard, uh, introducing the subject of statistical management and the conditions. You know, make sure you, when you when you've created your statistics that you're you're paying attention to them and you're using taking the right steps as, uh, as a result of them. But but the first thing you want to do is make sure you're keeping them. I have seen statistics go up for no other reason than they were starting to be graphed every week. Fact. You you want to see your statistics go up? Get everybody to keep a statistic. Magically, they go up, even if they know nothing else about statistical management. Just the fact that they have a statistic that it really measures their production and that they're keeping it, and people care about it, and they're looking at those statistics. You as an executive are looking at those statistics every week, all by itself. If you did nothing else but that, now you have the opportunity to apply more advanced knowledge, such as the conditions in the conditions formulas, as, as I mentioned earlier. But if you don't have a statistical system in, then uh, you may as well throw those conditions out the window. 
You're, you're not able to assess them accurately. You're only going to assess them based on opinion and rumor. All right. Okay, good. Well, I hope you got the message. Um, and if you already are great with statistics, then I guess this is a review. But uh, for the most part, I see almost in every uh, wise member, uh, business, large and small, uh, this area of statistics could certainly be improved. And sometimes it can be improved a whole lot. And sometimes it, it's not even in play at all. So I um, hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you, get, you got something out of it. You got what I intended for you to get out of it. It's a very important subject. And uh, let me know what you think. Give me a thumbs up or whatever they do, a like, if you thought this was, uh, was productive for you. And uh, write us at info at wiseeast2s.org. Leave us a comment. Uh, we appreciate the fact that you're a listener and we like your feedback. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week.